Welcome back to Indie Ball Nation. We're going to jump right in and we're going to start with the Atlantic League on this daily recap because they are the ones coming down to the wire for the first half here. We'll start it with High Point at Southern Maryland. High Point, they entered two games back of Gastonia with three games to play in the first half, but they would do their part to stay alive in that South Division. They jumped right on Jesse Estrada in the first inning on their way to a 6-2 win. Justin Nicolino, he tossed five solid innings, and the Rockers' pen would back him up with four scoreless. That's nicely done out of the bullpen there, boys. Offensively, Xander Wheel, he popped for a three-hit day, including a homer. The Blue Crabs' offense, they would strike out 14 times, and this one's a tough way to get things done if you're Southern Maryland. This lined up high point to pull within a game of Gastonia if Gastonia couldn't get it together against Spire City. However, Gastonia, at least against Frederick, was doing quite well. Now with the rebrand, they've been struggling a little bit more against Spire City apparently because the Ghost Hounds, who were demolished by Gastonia earlier, look like a totally different team and not just with the uniform. Uh, the Ghost Hounds hammer the Honey Hunters for an 18-8 to win. It wasn't even that close as Gastonia scored six of those eight runs uh, late in the game. Uh, Paredes, Becker, Marmaleos, they all homer for Spire City. Gastonia drops their second in a row to the Ghost Hounds, now only lead the South by a game with two to play. Keep an eye on that one there. Long Island at Lancaster. For the second straight night, the Ducks hung double digits on Lancaster to keep pace with York. Lancaster scored three on Mackenzie Mills in the first, but the Ducks would not be denied. Justin Courtney tossed three perfect innings of relief for Long Island, including four strikeouts. Offensively, Goodwin, Travis, Dickerson, Ramo, Cisco's, and Cisco, and Bell all have a damn day for the at the dish for the Ducks. That checks out completely. If you're saying that the Ducks went off, you'd assume all those guys were getting it done. Brantley Bell had three extra base hits, including a homer, five ribbies, and a walk. Long Island is left to see what York would do, and York did manage to finish off their sweep of the Dirty Birds in their doubleheader, uh, 3-0, 8-7. Uh, TJ Hintizen went five scoreless in Game 1. Trey Martin helped out with an inside-the-park home run. Game 2, a six-run sixth opened up a 7-3 York lead, but Charleston would score four in the seventh inning to tie. This game went all the way into the 10th inning, remember, scheduled for just seven, when Tomo Odasaka walked it off to end a very long day of baseball for the doubleheader sweep. York now leads Long Island by a full game in the north with two to play. Lexington won their ninth of 11 games by a 9-4 score for Staten Island. Pinero, he had a solid outing for Staten Island, but he settles for a no decision. I hate to see that. Four and a third scoreless from the Lexington bullpen must feel really good for them after a tough first half. Encarnacion and Dillard both homered in that win for Lexington. Talked a little bit about yesterday. Interesting to see Lexington rolling now. Not being the best teams, but they are being the teams on their schedule. Maybe that will build that momentum for the second half. Let's take a look at the Pioneer League. A little something different. Pioneer League announced that they will have new commissioner in place, Henry Hunter. He's been serving as the league's executive VP. Uh, he's been very involved with the marketing and sort of the uh, the growth into the independent slash partner ball landscape for the Pioneer League uh, after their split from affiliated ball. He's done a great job. Everything I hear is that this is going to be a good thing for the league, so that's exciting to see. To the on-field action, Ogden at Glacier. Ogden got things back on the rails as they salvaged the third game of their series with the Range Riders. Mitchell Stone, he tossed six innings, allowing just one run on three hits, walking two, and striking out ten. Oh, goodness, Mitchell Stone. From there, Foster Pace, uh, Adam Scoggins, and Dan Kubiak finished the job from the pen. Dan Kubiak still has not allowed a run in 13 outings. He has struck out 21 in 13 and a third. Give him a look if you are looking for relief help. Glacier's lone run in this was a solo home run off the bat of Matt Clayton in the fifth. Ogden now heads to Missoula for a, a series that will tell us a lot about both of these two teams. That's something to watch coming up here. 
Speaking of Missoula, they dominated the rubber match with Billings, winning 10 to 2. Izzy Fuentes, Liu Fuen Mayor. I will probably never get your name right. Sorry, man. I'm like 0 for 5 on that one now, but it is what it is. And John LaRosa handled business on the bump. Offensively, Jacob Gunther, he homered. Four paddleheads had multi hit games. They were just all over it on Billings this time around. Uh, Missoula, 9 for 10 stealing bags off of John Michael Fail and Pat Maybach. That's. I mean, that's just going to get it done. When your singles are turning into doubles, it's pretty easy to turn in a double-digit performance offensively. Great Falls, they walked off their sweep of Idaho Falls with a 9-8 win. A lot of offense in this one, but shout out to Greg Blackman for four terrific innings of relief. His effort put Great Falls in position to win this one, even after uh, they allowed two late runs. So he got stuck with the no decision. Brutal. Also, shout out to Hunter Hudson. He goes 5-for-5 five five for the Chuckers in the loss. Elsewhere, Boise salvaged their third game against the Jackalopes for a 5-3 win. Nate Alexander and Casey Dykstra shut it down out of the Hawks' pen. DJ Poteet, he had himself a night three hits, including a pair of doubles and two ribbies. Love that. Boise now trails Ogden by three and a half games in the south. They head to Northern Colorado uh, next for this long weekend series. Speaking of Northern Colorado, they won a crazy 15-11 game over Rocky Mountain. No co in Rocky Mountain. They're just, they're always liable to be setting one of these games up for northern colorado jackson coots he homered eight different owls recorded rbi for the vibes ethan lopez popped for a four to four for four day with a pair of doubles a walk and a ribby disappointing series loss for rocky mountain after they had won six of seven that's a tough one they had the momentum going but uh now the vibe is a bit off see what it did there looking to the frontier league the Jackals complete their sweep of the Miners. How about that one? Uh, that pushes them three games clear in the East Division after they entered that series tied with the Miners. That is a huge series sweep. This time they went 8-5. to five. It was the usual suspects for the Jackals' offense on this one. But Nelson and Marty, they both went off. Uh, Brian Pena, he tossed six scoreless innings in his start for Jersey. Mike Reagan, he looked good in three innings of relief. The Jackals head to Trois-Rivières. Sussex heads to Washington, looking to turn things around in their North Division race. Ottawa collects 17 runs on 22 hits, smacking the boulders in the mouth for a 17-9 win. Over the last two games, Ottawa's one through five slots have put up 18 RBI on 27 hits. Are you kidding me right now? Rabia is smart and right all homer for Ottawa. New York's Pat Kivlahan and Giovanni Garbella do homer in the loss, but it is not near enough in that 17-9 loss. Quebec, they handle Trois-Rivier 9-5. TJ White homers twice, as the big man does. He hits a two-run shot and a three-run shot. That opened things up for Quebec, and that is how you get it done if you are them. And try Just give, let, let TJ White just swang the thing. He gets it done. Uh, Tri-City, they bounce back from yesterday's loss to blow out Empire State 18-4. I'd say eight runs in the fifth inning were key, but they still would have got it done without that big inning. Everyone in the Valley Cats lineup recorded a hit. Ian Walters homered twice. Elliot Carney and Blake Workman teamed up for four scoreless innings of relief. They struck out nine in those four innings. Absolutely went off. It looked like that's what it looked like when Tri-City plays Empire State. It's kind of what you think will happen. But uh, as we said yesterday, Empire State's had their number. Don't know what's going on with that. Last in the Frontier League, Florence dropped their eighth in a row. No, wait, still got the Winnie City game for the one. So two, we got two more going here. Florence dropped their eighth in a row, though, falling 5-3 to three to Gateway. Both Evan Braybrand and Nathaniel Tate battled on the bump. They actually, it was a very good outing from both of them. It was actually fairly entertaining. I called the highlights on that one. Offensively, DJ Stewart homered for Gateway, as did Zade Richardson for Florence in the loss. 
When you say these bats would stay hot from Tuesday night, remember they had a near comeback come through. The offense definitely woke up for them. They kept that going, though. They went 12-7 to over Washington on Wednesday. Dan Robinson reaches base six times out of the eighth spot. Dan, okay, kid, that'll work. Sure, do that. Base runners were seemingly everywhere in this game. Washington pitching allowed 16 hits and 10 walks, and that is a very tough way to try to win a ball game. On the American Association, where Milwaukee was at uh, Fargo Moorhead, I watched a good bit of this one. It's pretty entertaining. Milwaukee, they got one back after a tough loss on Tuesday, taking out Fargo 9 to 3. That 12 run game was that 12 run game took just two hours and 40 minutes. And I'll tell you, this was my first time really sitting down and watching Gregory Vasquez start. Uh, yeah. No, makes sense that that game was that quick. Pitches like he's prairie dogging out there trying to get off of the bump. He flies through a six-inning start. Just batteries can barely keep up with him. It was really impressive to watch. Great rhythm out there. Final line, seven hits, two runs, one walk, two Ks. Vasquez gets it done. ERA down to a 2.08. Sub one whip. Disgusting Gregory Vasquez. He's holding his opponents to a 574 OPS on the season. As an OPS plus, that's under 80. Disgusting. Vasquez. Disgusting. Corral Prime, he homered in his third straight for Fargo. Uh, he's the starting pitcher on Thursday because he's Corral Prime. That's what he does. Love that for him. Kane County at Chicago. Kane County and Chicago got after it in a morning game after the 4th of July, which seems a little anti-patriotic. They roll out slow. I think you got to forgive the boys a little bit there. They battled into the 10th inning where Ben Lavorsi singled to walk it off for the Dogs. A couple of great bullpen performances headline things. Ryan uh, Richardson, he goes three and two-thirds, allowing no runs on two hits in the loss for King County. Sucks to see that one for him. Chicago's Jonathan Cheshire, he allowed just one hit, striking out five over three. Basabi, Kerrigan, and Smith all homer for the Cougars in the loss. Chicago and King County now sit four and five games behind Milwaukee, respectively. Lincoln at Cleburne, John Bizdesic, I'm getting better at that one. Carter Hope and R.J. Freer. Uh, they were all just slanging it for the Salt Dogs. Great outings for all of them. Lincoln beats Cleburne 6-1. to one. Offensively for Lincoln, Roscom, Kangra, and Tackix, they all had multi-hit games. Uh, Lincoln moves five games up over the playoff cut line in the West Division. Cleburne slides to five games above the cut line as well in the East. So go in different directions, but end up with the same result there in the standings. Uh, wrapping up the American Association. Uh, it'll look a little worse for Lincoln in the West, but Sioux Falls did manage to beat Kansas City, so um, Kansas City was not able to gain ground on anybody in the division over the last couple of days. Both teams kind of pieced together the pitching. This is a really this is a weird one. Check out the box on that one. Canaries needed six guys to get the six to five win done. This game entered the ninth tied when Sioux Falls scored two in the top of the ninth. Kansas City would score again in the bottom of the ninth, but did fall short in the loss. Sioux City they swept their doubleheader three to two five. To nothing. Game one, Landon Bur- Bur- Landon Burasa. That's not even a difficult one for me. I don't know why I got caught up on the Landon. It's the E in the Landon, I think, that gets me every time and just distracts me. I go, is that an E in the Landon? All right, Landon, you do you, bro. And Austin Drury, they were trading blows on the mound in a 3-2 Explorers win. In game two, Solomon Bates stays hot on the bump. Throws all seven innings, allows just two hits, no runs, strikes out eight. He right down to a 3-4-4. He is absolutely on it right now. Vince Fernandez and Delvin Zinn, they both homer for Sioux City. Um, moving on, yeah, we'll take a quick run through the Pecos League and call it a day. San Rafael, they score two in the ninth to beat Martinez, uh, seven to six. Austin Fitzpatrick tosses two and a third innings of scoreless relief for the win. That's always impressive in the Pecos. Garden City holds on for a five to three win over Tucson, and Bakersfield beats Dublin 19 to 11, because that is what you do when you're playing Dublin. 
That's all I got for around Indie Ball Nation today. This was a quick one. Got things to do, but we will catch up one more time after the Thursday night games. And then we'll do our best to get a weekend recap in. I got a busy weekend coming up, but we'll uh, we'll shoot that shot and see what happens. Until then, I'm Ryan from Indie Ball Nation. Y'all have a good one. I may not have a lot, but I love what I got. A four by four and a good fishing spot. I hope this time my card won't decline.